I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Violet Hour presents. From the case files of Wendy Morrow, this is In Another Room. Episode 5 The Living Room. This is Wendy Morrow. Time unknown. The basement door still locked. I am certain the mystery at the core of this house can be traced to what's buried beneath the dirt down there, behind this very door. The song again. Surely a sign from the house. There's something down there I need to see. Liliana, it's... Liliana? Yes? Are you there? Wendy? Liliana? Wendy? That's not my daughter's voice. Another manifestation, one of the house's many voices. 
Liliana, if you can hear me, please. I need your help. I'm trapped here in this house. I'm not Wendy. sure what can be done, but Wendy. please. Wendy. Wendy. <gasps> that voice. I must follow it. I'm standing in the living room. I have been drawn here by a series of voices. Three women, it seems, calling my name. Wendy. It must be the three cases from this room. Judith, Theo, and Claire. Wendy. I think they're trying to tell me something. To, to show me something. But what? I must look at the files. For anything important. For anything. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, yes. That's right. It was Christmas. There you are. Hi, Claire. I am so sorry I'm late. Nonsense, Theo. Come in, come in. We're just getting started. Just don't say anything when you see Judith, okay? It's Stanley. He... Well, he did it again. She's got a nasty bruise under her right eye. Oh, no. I'm only telling you this so you don't mention it. I know Judith would just hate that. We... We should try and enjoy the evening. It's so rare for any of us to spend time together, just us friends, like it used to be a night for us. I think Judith deserves that. We all do. Theo? Is that you? Come on, we're in the living room. And remember... I won't say a thing. Oh, Theo, you made it. Merry Christmas, Judith. Merry Christmas, Theo. It's so good to see you. You're looking so well. Oh, (laughs) why... Thank you, Judith. So, so are you. As always, of course. What can I get you? We have hot chocolate, naturally, and water and plenty of mulled wine. What'll it be? All I heard was wine. Some of that, yes. Thank you. (laughs) Coming right up. Where are the others, Theo? I thought... This will be it for tonight. Charlene's already back in Chicago with her family and Tink, well, you know Tink. Something to do with her gallbladder this time. I suppose I should be more concerned on the off chance it's true, but then, well, you know Tink. (laughs) Blue vine for all. Sit, sit. One for you. Oh, thank you, Claire, but I don't... And one for you. Mm, Smells delicious. You know, I cannot remember the last time we were all together like this. Can you believe it's been so long? It must be what, three, four years already? Barely even two, Theo. Don't be dramatic. Two years. Can you believe it? Maybe we should get some coasters. Uh, Claire, Stanley is furious when I... Stanley isn't invited tonight. You know that. There's nothing to worry about. But Stanley... To hell with Stanley. It's a party. Don't pay him any mind. I'll grab some. Judith, did Charlene ever tell you what happened when she went home to visit last Christmas? Isn't this story a bit macabre for a party? Oh, I wish she was here to tell it. She does it so much better than I do. (laughs) Don't, Theo. So apparently, Charlene was there in Illinois, just outside of Chicago, and the local mall was having this big celebration for the Christmas season. Honestly, Theo, there were children there. Children! (laughs) Yes, so many children. They were everywhere, and they had all gathered in the parking lot to get this to watch Santa Claus jump out of a plane and parachute to the mall. (laughs) You'll have to excuse Theo's morbid sense of humor. Oh, no, it's... Hush, Scrooge. 
So there they were, all these kids and parents and happy babies gathered in the cold parking lot looking to the sky for Santa. And the plane comes into view. And the audience is cheering as Santa waves from the open door up there, jingle bells ringing and all of that good cheer. And he jumps. Here we go. And wouldn't you know it? His parachute didn't open. And all those children were watching as he fell 100 miles per hour and landed in that parking lot right there in front of them. (laughs) Can you even imagine? (laughs) Yes, Theo, quite vividly. In fact, that's the problem. Isn't that simply the best? Yes. Oh, I just... I love it. It's so wonderfully awful, isn't it? Now that is a Christmas for the books, I tell you. That is a Christmas those kids will never forget. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that we're through with that, I say we get this party started. How about a toast? Let's see. Oh. To us. (laughs) Thank you. Both of you. Your friendship means the world to me, more than I can ever adequately express. It makes even the rough times seem easy. Cheers, everyone. Hmm. Well then, what say we start with some ghost stories, hmm? Oh, yes! Claire, do we have to? Of course we do! It's tradition! It was never tradition in my family. But it's tradition with us. Always has been. That's how we first met, don't you remember? Oh, yes. It was a Christmas party. What a wonderful night. Mm, It was, wasn't it? I can't quite remember whose party. Me neither. I've forgotten who all was there, who invited us. But it doesn't matter. We gathered together around the fire, just us, just this small group here, and we shared in the classic Victorian tradition of telling ghost stories for the Christmas season. We've been inseparable ever since. That's what brought us together, ghosts. Always thought it was a bit morbid, to tell the truth. Oh, but it isn't morbid at all. It's really quite reassuring, if you ask me. There's something about ghost stories, something magical. Something timeless. And to gather here at the end of the season when all the world seems frozen and dying, anxieties of the coming year hanging heavy in our hearts, and the nights grow longer, the shadows darker in their creeping. What better time to take comfort in the stories of the dead? To know that they lived like we did, that they struggled as we do, to heed their ghostly warnings and shivered deliciously in the warmth of our safe little lives. Christmas time is perfectly suited for ghost stories. It makes the season's cheer that much brighter. Well, I can't very well argue with that. Your story had better be especially chilling after that build-up. I actually have a ghost story about this house. You do not. I do. So do I. Well, there's... No harm in that. I'm sure I won't steal your spotlight. No, it isn't that. It's just... It's rather odd, don't you think? Well, people talk. You hear the stories. I've never experienced anything untoward here myself, but... The stories exist. All the same. My ghost story is about this house, too. My... I... I suppose you'd have to expect it. Any old house is bound to collect a few ghosts along the way. 
Ooh, this will be fun. We can vote afterwards on whose is the scariest. Gives me the creeps, though. All three of us? <laughs> yes. This is too perfect. I have a feeling tonight will be one to remember. I'll begin. Do you believe some places are born bad? That some homes, by some inexplicable coincidence of design, some immeasurable quality of angle and dimension are wrong? A place that attracts only negativity, off in some fundamental way, evil even. This house is such a place. Great. <laughs> a place like this works on the people inside it, prying away at their minds. As far back as the man who built this house, even, they say he killed someone you know and buried them in the basement while the house was still being built, spilled their blood into the very foundation. That's why there are so many stories about this house. Legend has it, the timber and plaster, the windows and doors, the structure itself is malevolent and active and constantly alert. A place like this could undo us all. <laughs> oh, you really know how to set the mood, don't you? <laughs> okay, okay. My story concerns a particular legend that accompanies this house. The Screaming Chimney. This was many years ago. A woman lived here with her husband and spent much of her time alone while he traveled from state to state on business. With this whole house entirely to herself, she started a number of extramarital affairs. According to stories, she saw dozens of them, maybe hundreds. Of course, all things must come to an end, so when her husband started to become suspicious, she tried to break it off with a more serious partner someone she'd been seeing for a number of months. He didn't take it very well. He strangled her to death right here in this room in front of the fireplace. Some say on windy nights, you could hear her anguished screams echoing in the chimney, the sound of her murderer trapped there in a never-ending loop. She didn't scream. What? I'm sorry. I feel like I've heard this story before. Only she, she didn't scream while it happened. How could she? Her windpipe was being crushed. Plus she was too shocked, too sad. She had trusted him, you know. She thought she knew him by then. Yes. Well, I, I've always heard it told with a scream involved. Anyway, that's my story. Boo. Oh, I'm sorry. I've ruined it. No, no, not at all. I just, I, I can't shake the feeling I've heard that before. I know it, somehow. Why don't I go next? Hmm? How does that sound? Perfect. Yes, let's do that. Theo? Hmm? Yes, of course. I'm sorry. Ready when you are. Right, then. My story. Um, I think I'll call it The Stains. Ooh, <laughs> this sounds ominous. Legend tells of a couple who lived here briefly. An unhappy marriage. They say the woman went insane in this house. I 
I'm not sure of specifics. The story doesn't include much in the way of details. But what is known is that she lost her mind. And one day, while cooking dinner for her husband, she dragged the tip of her knife down the length of both arms. Right there, in the kitchen. When they found her, she had covered the room in her blood, spread it everywhere, a final act of macabre lunacy. It was heinous. On the cabinets, the walls totally covering the floor. Some even say the ceiling was sprayed with red. Legend says that there are still stains in that kitchen that can never be cleaned up. No matter how hard you scrub, these ghostly spots remain. Rust-colored splotches that refuse to disappear. Some say even those stains that do get cleaned up will reappear the following day. Some say... I did clean up afterwards, though I know I did. The kitchen is as clean as it ever was. The stains are there occasionally, but they go away. They're just like any normal smudge or spot. You just have to work at it a bit. You just have to be watchful. What are you talking about? I... I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. My head, I... I feel... Maybe we should stop for tonight. It's incredibly familiar. The most vivid sense of deja vu about it. But it's not quite right, is it? That's only part of the whole thing. uh, I seem to be getting a bit mixed up. This isn't as fun as I thought it would be. Let's stop, really. We can sing carols or go out for a movie. What's your story, Theo? Really, something doesn't feel right about this. We should... I want to know what story you're going to tell. Theo... Theo, you don't have to. This is a party. We should be having... The figure in the hallway. (gasps) Oh my god. I think I know that one. The figure in the hallway. Right outside the bathroom door. The bathtub that runs with blood. Girls, stop. A battered woman, that's what the story is about. What was her name again? Something with a J. Oh my god. It was the husband, wasn't it? He killed her. They still see her figure. All these years later. Standing in the hallway. Right through there. (sighs) Whose house are we in right now? Judith, why? What are you? I want to know. Whose house are we in? Judith, don't be ridiculous. I mean, seriously, how how can you... It's mine. What? It's mine. This is my house. Theo, I invited you all over tonight. I sent out the invitations, the kitchen. I invited you. This is my house. What is going on here? I don't remember how I got here tonight. I don't remember what I was doing before you both arrived. What's happening? Think for a minute. Think about it. What were you doing earlier today? How did you get here? It's my house. I've been here. No, think. Really think. Can you remember what happened before the start of this evening? Can you remember anything before right now? I don't like this. Judith, honey, let's go ahead and... I don't like this. What year is it? Stop it, please, stop. This is all I need from you, and I'll stop. But tell me what year it is. Judith. All of us, together. I want to look you all in the eyes. I want us to say it at the same time. Okay? On the count of three. Just... Just say what year it is. One, two, three. 1959. 1964. I'm... I'm not feeling very well. 
think I think we ought to take a moment to to, to get a hold of ourselves. Hmm? Theo, I'm I'm going to step into the bathroom for a moment. Wendy, would you come with me? Wendy? Wendy? Wendy. There. A voice. Saying my name. Just inside the living room. Hello? Who's there? It's Judith. As I thought. Case number 62. The living room. The scene I have just borne witness to. The night of her death. But Judith died in 1964, and Theo, she died in 62, and then Claire even further back in 59. So what am I hearing? How are they here together? What have they been trying to show me? As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com r-e-a-l-m now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash realm you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything you might shop while working eating or even listening to this podcast and however you shop we all know and love the thrill of the hunt but do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals because Rakuten shoppers do With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. 
So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I set up a spare tape recorder here in the living room. As soon as I was sure it was Judith, see if I could pick anything up. Here, let's see. Hmm. Let me skip ahead a bit, see if there's... A voice. Basil. Wait. It's Theo. Verbena. Case number 61. Angelica, come free and close. What is she saying? I can't get it right. (gasps) Mugwort, Sage, Datura. Any of these could work. I I have them all. I have everything I need. I have all the pieces, but I don't know the recipe. (sighs) Remarkable. She's coming in clearly. An unmistakable example of auditory... Balance. That's what eludes me. I let the bad outweigh the good. I let it build and build endlessly. The scales tipped against my favor until I was buried in it. Unable to see a way out. Unable to see how I'd ever find enough good to claw my way out of this mud. Yarrow. Moss. Verbena. Incredible. The file. Yes, Theo's file. Let me see. She was found in front of the fireplace, her windpipe crushed. His name was Edwin. Edwin. (gasps) I loved him, you know. Theo? That's the part they never mentioned in my ghost story. Theo, can you hear me? I did die there, right in front of the chimney. But they never mentioned that we were in love. And he closed his hands around my neck. I trusted him, right up until the very end. Yarrow, Moss, Verbena. Only the scales hinted to my favor. Theo? Theo, wait. Stay. Theo, please come back through. I'm looking for a ribbon. Another voice. I'm looking for a ribbon. It's Claire's voice, I think. Case number 60. I'm looking for a ribbon. A red ribbon. I don't know where I put the damn thing. Yes. Claire. It was tied to a whisk. A whisk my mother bought me as a wedding present. I, I can't explain it, but that whisk filled me with terror. My new husband, my whisk. My clean white kitchen. 1959. A troubled marriage. They should warn women nowadays before getting married. High school sweethearts. A marriage gone sour. God, I wish someone had warned me. A suicide note. My husband was a good man before we married. He was a good man before we married. He laughed with me. Whispered to me through the night while staring into my eyes. And last week he threw a plate against the wall because dinner was cold. That is not what I signed up for. That is not the promise he made to me on our wedding day. That is not the man that I fell in love with. I did kill myself. I did kill myself. I did kill myself. I did kill myself, just like that Sam ghost story said. One particularly bad day, I walked into the kitchen. I had somehow got in my mind to find that godforsaken voice and smash it to pieces. Another physical manifestation. Claire. My name is Wendy. I couldn't find the whisk. Not even the red ribbon. And I thought if I could only find that red ribbon, maybe all of this would make sense. Maybe I'd be able to face it all and see that things really weren't so bad if I could just find that damn ribbon. And in a moment of clarity, I remembered there were two ribbons of red twinning their way through my arms and so I took it. Claire. I did. I took the knife from the nearest store and I stabbed. Twice. Stop. And my life spilled out of my wrist. Please stop. And on to this floor. And no one was there. No one was there to help me or care. 
Claire? Claire, answer me when I call for you. Claire. Claire, where are you? No. Claire, don't. Claire! Claire! You fucking bitch! The tape recorder. It won't stop. goes but it's not the truth i was suffering i was hurt and my life the entirety of my complex and indescribable existence has now been reduced to this a silly little story forever sealed with a ridiculous flash of red no no You. How do you know my name? There isn't time, Wendy. There's something you need to see. But how are you? I know that he killed me. My husband. That his violence finally boiled over and that he killed me right there in the hallway. That's how the story goes. Right. Judith, wait. But I can't remember. If I'm dead, why can't I remember? If I'm dead, why do I feel so much? Let me go. There is a way through. Let me go. There is an end tonight. And every story can still be rewritten. (sighs) Theo, Claire, what's happening? What's happening here? I'm... Not sure. I, I... You're dead. <gasps> the stories are true, aren't they? The ghost stories. Yes. yes. Can you tell me? I died in 1962. I had been cheating on my husband with another man for a number of months. I tried to break it off, tell him I couldn't do this anymore. He strangled me, right here in front of the fireplace, and fled. His name was Edwin. I died in 1959. I stabbed myself in the wrist. Both of them. I was desperate. I bled out right there on the kitchen floor while my husband read the paper barely ten feet away. He didn't notice until many hours later, when dinner wasn't served on time. What day did you die? In 62 and in 59. What day was it? It was Christmas. Christmas. The calendar. Over there by the kitchen. It says 1964, Christmas Eve, and late. So, tonight is the night I die, isn't it? Tonight is the telling of my ghost story. How does it go again? I I can't seem to remember the details. He comes home early, drunk. He surprises you. Stanley, your husband. He's in a rage. There's no reason. No sense. He hits you repeatedly and gets angrier and angrier as you try to fight back. They find you in the hallway. He kicked you when you fell. He passed out in the bathtub. A plain view of your body. His boots were covered in your blood. Stop. The faucet. Stop. The figure in the hallway. Stop. I bought a gun. That's something they never mentioned in my ghost story, but I did. A few nights before my death, I knew he was dangerous. He'd been getting worse and worse. I wrote to my mother, told her that I'd be leaving him. I bought a gun to protect myself in the meantime. 
But when he came home that night, when he comes home, I don't have time to get it. If tonight is the night, he'll be home any minute. This is how it happens. This is the end of your story. But what if it isn't? Something is happening here, something strange. Claire, Theo, I never knew you in life. Yet you're the closest friends I've ever had. And we've been stuck here, haven't we? Endlessly repeating our stories over and over, the horror of it, the sorrow. What was it you said earlier, Theo, about why ghost stories are important to learn from them, to heed the warning? Tonight is the night I die. In the story, I am surprised, caught off guard, when Stanley comes home unexpectedly. But don't you see? A gun. You bought a gun. I know the story. I've heard it more times than I can count. He'll be home any minute. And this time you'll be ready for him. Many years from now, when you're far from this place and all of this sorrow, you can speak of us. Not just the legends. The screaming chimney. The stains in the kitchen. But the heart of it. The truth. You can tell them what we felt. Who can make sure we are not forgotten? You'll tell our ghost stories. And shiver deliciously in the warmth of life. I'm scared. That's good. Here. I'm right here. Coming. Incredible. Moments ago, I was holding Judith's case file here in my hands. But now, gone. Case 60, Claire. Case 61, Theo. And 62, Stanley. Judith's husband. His name printed here where Judas used to be. She got out. She died here, but somehow her wires crossed with those of Theo and Claire, and together they were able to... It's like with Walter. He and Judith were both able to leave this place, to escape. But unlike Walter, Judith was able to, with the help of the other spirits in the room, to change her story, to rewrite the end. She got out, alive. She got out. And if she could escape this place, if she could beat death, then... Well, that begs the question. And... Could others escape too? From Violet Hour Media and E3W Productions, In Another Room. Created and written by Aaron Keeling, Austin Keeling, and Natalie Jones. Directed by Aaron and Austin Keeling. Sound designed and mixed by CJ Drummiller. Music by Nathan Matthew David and Jeremy Lamb. Christmas music by Giuseppe Fasapoli. Produced by E3W Productions and executive produced by Cassie Josephov. Starring Carrie Weeder as Wendy Morrow. Emily Goss as Judith. Kaylee Cook as Claire, and Sierra Allison as Theo. 
with additional performances by James Cowan and Daniel Van Thomas. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 